0: Welcome to The Faithful Servant, a podcast reaching you in the midst of your battles, where you can find hope, joy, wisdom, and healing. My name is Eric Howland, and at the end of the day, my hope is that I can hear the words, Well done, my faithful servant. Today's podcast, uh, with recent events that have happened within the Elkhorn community, I want to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Something that I hope as you listen today, that you become a little more educated on depression and suicide. Something that moving forward, you recognize that for those people who need help, that you give them the support, the love. get that help that they so desperately are crying out for so today i'm speaking to um, two groups here one speaking to those people who are walking alongside someone who is dealing with depression and suicide and two speaking to those people who are struggling with depression and suicide i pray that when you hear this today you find hope that while the road may feel dark a brighter day is coming but though it may seem like a lonely journey you're not alone the roadblocks that keep you from finding joy are temporary and with the proper help you'll be an overcomer when I was thinking about writing this podcast it, I, I really was struggling with the aspect of do I have the authority to speak on this I don't have a master's degree. I don't have a doctorate degree. I'm not licensed to help people. What I do have to offer is my life experience. So in 2003, I was a youth pastor up in Wisconsin. And I hit a low point in my life. Things started compounding on top of each other, where it just seemed like the simplest task to do each day became harder and harder. And as time went on, it turned into a more serious situation where one night as I was laying in the bathtub, the thoughts ran through my head. I didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't want to struggle anymore. I didn't want to burden anyone anymore. So I took my hand, put it against my head, and slammed it in the side of the bathroom tub. I eventually woke up underneath the water only by God's grace. The time went on struggling with this disease that where my mind on different circumstances that would come up would tell me that I'm not good enough in life. I'm a failure in life. And because of those things, you are alone I find myself one night where this was the night that I will never ever forget. It, to me, it seems like it happened not too long ago, but it was back in 2003. It was a night I sat in my bedroom, I had my chef knife to my throat, and I made one last phone call. I called my friend Tyler at the time he was in Michigan And I called him up to say, thank you for being my friend. Thank you for loving me. But I'm done. He took that step. He gave the phone off to his wife. And has she stayed on the phone, just talking to me, keeping me focused, keeping me busy, Tyler was off making another phone call he eventually got back on the phone with me and he told me he goes Eric I'm sending you a package but please when the doorbell rings answer it I asked him I said what did you do what are you doing he said just for the love of God please answer the phone All of a sudden, my buzzer went off on my apartment, stating that this is the Waukesha Police. Open up. The anger inside me grew. I was so mad at Tyler for calling the police on me. I answered the door to be thrown down on the hallway of the apartment complex, handcuffed, picked up, and staring down the hallway at three rifles with the red dots bouncing off my forehead. I tell this story to those people who are walking next to someone that is struggling with this. So that you can have the courage to make that phone call like Tyler did. So that you can stand up and speak for those people when we don't have a voice. I speak to you today because it takes a special person to walk along, someone who's struggling. It's taxing on the soul. You'll find days where it's frustrating. You'll be filled with anger towards that person. Every emotion that you can think about, you will feel. So I want to help you and give you a perspective from someone who is on the other end. Someone who wants you to understand that we don't always know how to communicate effectively. We're having a hard enough time trying to be able to process the thoughts that are in our head. So please forgive us. Please forgive us for those times that we get frustrated with you because you don't understand what we're going through. Please, please give us grace during those times. We're having a hard enough time trying to love ourselves. So if it seems like we're pushing you away, it's all we know how to do. Because we fight the demons within us that say you're alone. You're not worthy. And you're a failure at every opportunity. Please understand, we don't always know how to do the simplest of tasks, either. Getting out of bed is hard enough for us. I remember some days I'd wake up, out of, get out of bed. I'd walk to the kitchen in my apartment and I would see dishes just piled up. I'd turn right back around and go right back to bed. The frustration that built up in that one moment was so intense that looking at a pile of dishes exhausted me. Loads of laundry laying all over the apartment. You would think I could just put them in a basket and go downstairs, put them into the washing machine, and it would be done. I couldn't do it. I didn't have the energy to be able to do those things. Paying bills, they just piled up. Maybe once a month, I would open them all up and look at them. I'd look at my bank account and see where my money was going to paying for my prescriptions so that I could have some normalcy in my life. Seeing the therapy sessions that I was in once or twice a week. Draining my bank account. Wondering where money was going to come from to be able to even pay for my utilities. All those things added So please forgive us when just the simplest tasks seem like mountains to us. Please also understand that we don't want to put you through this. You'll hear comments from people struggling that I just don't want to live anymore so that They have to struggle. That's real. That is a feeling that is real and true. Because we see the pain in your eyes. We see the toll it takes on you. We're not blind to it. So when we make comments the world would be better off without us, It's because we see the pain that is inside you. I remember one night living back with my mom and dad. I didn't want to live. I made that very clear to them by putting my head underneath the toilet and trying to drown myself. And all I could hear were the cries from my mom and dad begging me to stop. So please forgive us. We don't know how to act. All we know is we don't want to put you through it. Now I want to speak to you with an understanding that you've just heard some of the things that we struggle with or the thoughts that we might struggle with. And I wanna encourage you and give you some things that may help you understand how to live with us, support us. Number one, don't try to fix us. We're not looking for you to fix something that is broken within us. We're looking for support. We're looking for guidance. Guide us to people who can truly help us. When we're in the midst of an anxiety attack, we don't have the capacity or the knowledge to be able to call some hotline number. So we look to you to guide us to those places. So don't fix us, get us the help that we need. Number two is one of my favorite ones and is vital so that you can stay healthy. Don't bear our burdens. I look at it in two aspects. One, there are those burdens that we have that are the simplest of tasks that would not drain you mentally, like doing the dishes for us. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the emotional burden that we have within us. Don't carry that for yourself. All it will do is wear you down, make the situation more frustrating. So keep those boundaries. Help us when we need help with the simplest tasks. But don't try to carry those emotional burdens that we have. Going back to number one, guide us to someone that can help us with it, that is professionally trained. Number three, listening. Listening is not just hearing the words that we say. Listening is also hearing the tone in which we speak. You know when we're normal and not struggling, you know what our voice sounds like. When we're in the midst though, you might be able to hear more a somber voice, one that is struggling. Recognize that. Listen to us as we're talking to you and all you can hear are the fingernails scratching the skin. That's a sign of us crying out. Also, when it comes to listening, use your eyes. Use your eyes so that you can see all of those signs that we're trying to give you for us to get help. This is not an easy journey. This is something that is long, can be destructive, painful, and all we're asking is for people to listen. Number four, if you ask the question, we're here to listen to you, then don't be shocked by what we say. It might scare the living hell out of you, but the moment we see that you're shocked by what we say, it brings doubt into us like I said earlier, is we don't want to bear that burden on you. So when we see your facial expressions of shocked or scared, that makes us close up inside because we don't want to hurt you. We love you so much that we don't want to hurt you. So I encourage you, if you're willing to listen, do your very best to not be shocked. Lastly, get involved. I'm not asking for you to invite us out to a big party where there's going to be lots of people. That scares the living crap out of us, so don't ever do that. But get involved in our life. We isolate ourselves. Make a stop over at our house so that you can see the dirty dishes and see exactly how we are. I have a really good friend that literally knows nothing about depression. A few years ago, I was out driving around and I called him up and I was at a gas station and I told him, I said, Dave, I can't do this. I can't even get out of my car and fill up my tank. And They said, I am literally frozen in my car scared. He asked where I was, hung up, and in five minutes, he came to that gas station, filled my tank up, and just stood outside the car just talking to me. That's getting involved. That's making an effort to walk with someone, to support someone. This is not something that we want. We don't want to experience all of this, but we know that we need support. So like I said, walking with someone who's going through depression, it's not easy. It's exhausting. But it's the best thing that you can do for someone that is struggling through this. And I hope and my prayer is that the things that I shared with you today are things that open up your eyes to a glimpse of what we struggle with so that you can see exactly how you can be a support, how you can love on that person and get them the help that they need.